Christmas, guys. Well, it's going to be after Christmas by the time you're listening to this, but I'm recording this episode on Christmas. And this one's actually a milestone moment for me because this is the very first time I'm celebrating Christmas in my own household, like just me in my apartment. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun. I wanted to record an episode about how I manage my finances, sharing personally the system that works for me. Because after the very first episode I did about routines, A lot of people sent me messages asking for a double click on how I budget and manage my finances because I mentioned that one of my routines at the end of each month was doing my budgeting. So that's what I'm recording for you guys today. I think it's important to learn this stuff while you're young, even if you haven't started making a lot of money yet. Because if you don't, then when you do start making a lot of money, you're not going to know what to do with it. Like it's going to disappear underneath your nose, even if you do get rich because you are just spending it aimlessly and you don't know where you're allocating it. You might also miss out on the opportunity to turn your money into much more money by investing it properly. Obviously, the disclaimer here is I'm not an expert by any means. I'm just sharing with you guys what works personally for me. Education out there on this stuff, like specifically the education that's geared towards 20-year-olds, it sucks. Like to put it blatantly, kids in college either A, don't get any kind of training on how to manage their money, or B, they get some bullshit lesson on like how to make a budget with 382 different line items and why you should spend your entire life saving for retirement and never rent an apartment and like all this other bullshit. That advice is not necessarily the best for everyone. And it's also probably, you're also probably getting it from some middle-aged college professor who's making 70k a year and doesn't know that much about money either except for what he was taught by the exact same school system. Like that doesn't make sense in any kind of way. Don't take financial advice from someone unless your goal is to be in the same position they are right? So by all means, like don't take advice from me either. I'm a huge proponent of being critical and doing your own research. I'm not telling you to listen to me. I'm just sharing what personally works for me so that you can maybe get ideas or inspiration for where else to look for advice. Anything that I know is self-taught. I did not learn this in school and I'm very much still in the process of learning how to manage my money as my income continues to expand. So I'll walk you through what my budget looks like. The principle I try to follow here is opt for simplicity. Keep it as simple as possible. I used to be one of those people who had a line item for every single category of spending. Like I knew exactly what I was spending on housing, on Ubers, on groceries, restaurants, gifts, everything. Like each month I had it down to every little detail. Since then, I've learned that that is way too complicated. The amount of time that you spend trying to track that breakdown doesn't actually bring you much value in return. Like since I started a full-time career, what it's taught me is that, okay, yes, I'm dealing with larger influxes of money. Like I'm dealing with money at a larger magnitude, but I also have way less time. So I'd rather just keep my budget as simple as possible. From a high level, I have two sections, inflows and outflows. Inflows is money coming into your account. Outflows is money going out. Under inflows, I have one line for every source of income. So for you, this may be job number one, job number two, side hustle, investment income, whatever. Under outflows, so cash leaving my account. The very first thing that I'm tracking when I look at my cash outflows is where did I invest that money that came into my account that month? That is the cash outflow that I care most about. What am I investing in? And I separate this out by investment channels. So 
this is how much I invested in crypto this month. This is how much went to my 401k. This is how much I invested in the market through other channels. So investments are first. And the reason behind this is the whole pay yourself first principle. We've all heard about this one before. You should treat investments and whether it's an investment in yourself, in your business, or in your own wealth, like 10 years out, you should treat investments as the number one priority. The very first bill, so to speak, that you have to pay each month. Whatever's left over after that is the money that you can play with to spend on your dinners and your nice apartment and your car and whatever else. But don't do it the other way around. Most people wait until they've paid every other expense and then invest only what they have left over. That's not where my priorities are. Like personally, investments are the number one outflow that I care about. So that's what I track first. After that, the rest of my cash outflow section is simple. Like I said, I don't have a line item for every single category of spending. That's, it's just too much detail for no real purpose. Instead, I separate it out by card, which also makes it easier to track because at the end of the month, I know what each credit card bill amounted to. So I separate it out by card. I know that, okay, I spent $500 on my US credit card this month, 200 on my Canadian credit card, another 2000 in wire transfers to pay for my apartment, etc. Like whatever, these are arbitrary numbers, obviously. I pay for everything with credit cards because I get points out of it. And it's also good to build up your credit score when you're young. So there's no reason to use debit. I also don't use cash ever. Like for all intents and purposes, cash is obsolete. I don't think I've even physically taken out American cash since I moved to the US. So those are the two main sections of my budget, inflows and outflows. By simple math, you know that your inflows minus your outflows equals cash left over, right? Like whatever money you made that month minus whatever you spent that month is cash that you have left over to do something with. So what do I do with that? Well, at this point, I've already allocated to investing and I've already accounted for my own personal spending. So the cash left over, I don't do anything with right away. I stockpile it for any time that the market may dip or that I may want to make a bigger investment later on. Because let's say, let's say it's March. Let's say I made $10,000 in March. Well, if the market also dips in March and I see a lot of opportunities, I may want to invest $10,000 or more in March, but then I'm limited because that's all the money that I made that month. But if I have cash left over from February and from January and from every month before that, then I can make up the difference. So if I have income still left over from what I invested and spent in a given month, I keep it liquid in an account where I can deploy it anytime in the future. Liquid means it's not locked away in like a high interest savings account or a GIC. It's liquid cash that I can withdraw and use at any time. All of this I do by month. So from January to December every year, I record inflows and outflows at the end of each month, usually around the time that my credit card statements are processed. And I do this all in an Excel sheet. So don't be intimidated by Excel. Like if it's not something that you use often, it does not have to be complicated. Excel is just like a big table with a bunch of boxes that helps you organize your thoughts. Like you can use Google Sheets too. Inflows categorized by sources of income. Outflows separated into number one, investments by each channel and then spending by card. That way, when I look over the year, I can see how much money I made and where it went, how much was invested and how much of it was spent and how that varied by month. I keep an eye on the amount invested, not only as a dollar amount, but as a percent of my income. Like my benchmark for myself is 10 to 20% as the bare minimum. But I think for most 20 year olds, like when you're young and we don't have like mortgage payments and a family to take care of, it can be way more than 20%. It can be like closer to 50. 
But let's say the market is boring and I'm not excited about anything in crypto or any particular stocks. I'll still invest like 10% of whatever income I made that month as the benchmark. Other months, I may invest way more proportionate to what I make, especially if I found something I was excited about. But overall, like the way that I manage my money is very simple. It's maybe 12 rows in Excel and a column for each month of the year. That's it. One of the biggest money principles I live by is that everyone should have one thing that they allow themselves to splurge money on guilt-free. For me, this is travel. Like I acknowledge that I spend way more on travel than the average 22-year-old does or probably should, but that's okay because that's my thing. The experiences that I've gotten through travel for me are priceless. So I spend money on it happily because the value that I get from it in return exceeds the amount of money that I spent on it. When I think about what I love most about my life, like it's the summers spent in Italy and the cafes in Paris and exploring places on my own. This year alone, like if I list off the places I went to, I took myself to Malaga, Marbella, Positano, Capri, Rome, Napoli, Paris, Mykonos, Mexico, Miami, New York, Vancouver, twice, and I moved to a new country. So whether for you it's travel, or it doesn't have to be, it can be fine wine, or it can be fashion, or cars, or scuba diving, or even buying gifts from others. Like I know I'm also so much less price sensitive when I'm buying gifts for others than when I'm spending on myself, because I know that the amount of happiness I can bring to the other person is priceless. I love it when I meet people who have their thing that they don't think twice about splurging on because that's what money is for. Like as long as it creates some value in your life, even if the value is just joy, have your thing that you don't limit yourself on spending money on, especially if you're at a point in your 20s where you've started making a good amount of money. If you don't get any enjoyment out of your money, there's no point in having it. editing just wanted to pop in and ask if you could please rate and review 20 something on apple podcasts i do not do sponsors on the pod and i would like to keep it that way the only thing that i ask of you is that you leave a review on the pod if you don't know what to say just tell me what your favorite episode is and if you know someone who you think would find value out of these episodes send it to them send it to your best friend send it to your mom ratings reviews and referrals are the main things that help podcasts grow on platforms like this so It would be a huge help to help me reach more people. I'm also actively looking for more guests to have on. So if you or anyone you know would be interested in coming on and have something they're an expert about that they can talk about, you can find my email in the show notes. Just send me a quick message and I'd love to chat with you there.